I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. As much as I love a good self-help or inspirational or personal growth book, the fact is that sometimes you just need to get away. To get away to a place where you can escape and things seem so much simpler. A time when there were good guys and bad guys and everyone was rooting for the good guy to come out on top. Well, my next guest, Chris Smith, wanted to write a story that would do that, that would allow people of all ages to go back in time. And he wrote the book and it was good, really good. At least that's what family and friends said. And he just knew that he was on the path to accomplish his dream. But what happens when that dream turns into a nightmare and you face rejection after rejection after rejection? Do you move forward with your dream? Or do you give up? That was the question that Chris had to answer. And somehow, some way, he found the strength to keep going. So if you're on the verge of giving up, you've got to listen to this interview. Because Chris has an encouraging and inspiring word for you. Enjoy. Chris, welcome to Publishing Secrets. So honored to have you here with me today to talk more about your journey to becoming an author. And because we've had a chance to talk, I just know that there are going to be so many people that are going to be blessed by your story. But let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your book that will be coming out soon. Exciting. And the audience that you had in mind as you wrote this book. Thanks, Coach Tam. Great to be here with you. So Blood on the Range is something that's written for pretty much everybody from age 13, 14, all the way through to age 18. Uh, I wanted to have a wide target audience. And for the young people, I wanted to give them heroes that they can look up to, people that they can aspire to be like um, clean heroes. So there isn't a lot of, or there isn't any language in there there's no sexual content and for the the older generations i wanted to take them back to the the 60s to your clint eastwood's fistful of dollars good the bad and the ugly um and just really recapture those moments i grew up reading your zane gray's louis lamour those kinds of stories and um i always just enjoyed that there's a good guy and that he's going out to teach the bad guys a lesson. And uh, I think that's something the world needs today. We don't need invincible heroes who can take on a whole army by themselves. We just need to know that there are people out there 
you face the same challenges that we face and through guts and determination they, they, and through the help of friends and family, they can overcome them. So my hero is a lot more realistic in that aspect. He does have his flaws, but he's just a normal person that people can relate to. Tell us a little bit about how you got to the point, though, that you decided to write a book, because everyone's journey is different. So when did you realize that you were a writer? Um, I'd say that I actually fell into it more than it was something that was planned. Um, always loved history and English at school, favorite subjects. Uh, my mom's an English teacher, so I guess that has something to do with it. And yeah, um, I've just always had on my bucket list that I need to write a book. And one day I just had a little bit of free time. So I thought, why not? Let's, let's go for it. Let's get a book written. And I started writing. And next thing I knew, I had about 20,000 words. And I gave it to my brother to read. And he enjoyed it. And said, no, carry on writing. I want to see what happens. And I thought, no, nah, a little bit of family bias there. So I gave it to a friend to read and the friend was really excited. This is a good story. What happens next? And from there, it just sort of went. Obviously, day job gets in the way. So you'd have um, periods where you wind write for like two, three months. And then you kind of have to go back and reread what you've written and pick up where you left off. I feel like that's a message for someone out there that, you know, has, as you have shared, had experiences where their day job or their responsibilities at home or their um, ministry commitments has slowed them down from finishing the book. And so you are a living example of how that doesn't have to be the end of it, that when you get off track, you just get back on track. You keep pushing forward. You keep moving forward in the direction of your dreams. And if you keep that focus, if you keep it at the top of your mind, even when there are distractions and delays, you will eventually finish the book. So powerful. So you got back into writing. And eventually after two and a half years, the book was finished. And then I thought, now what? Um, what do I do with it? So that was quite a, quite a discovery as well. Um, I know nothing about the, the life of a writer or what happened, so I had no clue what a literary agent was or how to publish or anything like that. So they, they say Google is your friend. It really is. Yeah. Yes, so, thank God for um, Google. And how? Amen to that. Because I had no clue. So I, I looked up a whole lot of literary agents. I sent out um, just according to how they, they require it. So someone a query letter with the first three chapters, someone to query letter with one chapter, someone the whole manuscript, etc., etc. And I think I must have had about 120 rejections. Um, so by the end of it, I was like, okay, there's nobody out there who really wants a Western. Maybe I've picked the wrong genre. So I just thought doesn't matter. I've written the book. I want to get it out there and we'll just see how, how well it does, how many copies get sold. So I put it onto Amazon, onto KDP, self-published it. And 
Okay, I got a five-star rating from readersfavorite.com, and then a couple of people picked it up, and I got five-star ratings there. So, um, and I had a, a guy called Cole Wren, guy from Texas. He often trolls through and looks at the new westerns on Amazon. Um, an amazing guy, really, really friendly, and he gave me a, a fantastic write-up. Um, I can honestly say if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be published. He gave me a five-star rating, said he really enjoyed the book, and he doesn't usually give um, ratings out, but he felt that this one reminded him of the, the books he used to read in the 60s and um, you know, your traditional Westerns and that he can't wait for the sequel. And I was just, I was blown away by this. So I looked him up on Facebook and we got chatting a bit and he actually referred me to uh, a publisher and said, you should get hold of these guys. Your book's really good. Um, see if you can get a contract. So I approached them directly. Uh, again, at that stage, what I knew was sitting on about probably the tip of my nail there about the writing industry. And I just thought, okay, let's, let's see what happens. I don't have a literary agent, but maybe they'll take it. And yeah, they did. So I, I got a contract there. What a win, right? You know, after experiencing all of those rejections, going the self-publishing route, lo and behold, someone just happens to read your book, is really touched by it, and gets you in contact with someone that is able to offer you a publishing deal. You gotta love how God works. Amazing, right? Amazing how that happened. So I'm curious, from there, was it easy street or did you run into challenges along the way? So yeah, um, that, the, the sales didn't go too well and um, that taught me that the marketing is really important. So you have to be positioned, you have to know what's happening, um, you have to sound and, and really know who your target market is. So yeah, some, some big learning curves there, but it's all part of God's plan. He takes you through things and gets you through them to make you stronger. Let me tell you, Chris, you are not alone. I have had to face that realization and there are so many uh, published authors that I've spoken to that had that same aha moment that it's not enough to write a good book or to even get a publishing deal. The marketing piece is so, so important. So like you, I had to learn some tough lessons. And now that's why it's so important to me for the people that I work with that the author really gets that full picture, how to write how to publish and how to become profitable by learning how to market. So I agree with you a hundred percent, right? These experiences that we have are all a part of God's plan to help us grow stronger so that we can now pay it forward to others. So, you know, you realize how important marketing is. You don't see the sales that you expected. So, What's the game plan now? Um, there wasn't too much happening with the book and I was locked into a contract where I was in for five years and they had the rights to the next five books and I, was, I wasn't really seeing a return. So I thought, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't really need to work on the book. Um, I'm a financial planner by, by day, so I was focusing on that. And I just thought it wasn't meant to be. You know, um, 
I enjoyed it. Family enjoyed it. Um, maybe one or two other people enjoyed it, but it just wasn't meant to be out there. And you know, it'll go and die quite um, death in a corner somewhere. And then all of a sudden, the, the publisher folded during this COVID pandemic period. And the, the first I knew about it was that um, somebody had said, no, I want to take a look at your book. And it wasn't available on Amazon. I thought, no, that's, that's really weird. So I went through and looked at amazon.co.uk.com.co.za, all the sites, and it wasn't available. So I contacted the publishers and just said, you know, what's, what's happening here? So I got back quite a short message saying, sorry, unfortunately, due to issues with Amazon, we are no longer operating. Your rights to the book have reverted to you. So I thought, well, this is... What are we going to do? Um, should we give it another go, self-publishing, or do I look for somebody? So uh, it was something I prayed about quite a bit because I thought, you know, I'd, I'd had self-doubts because I thought the book was good. Um, obviously, I think all... <laughs> uh, well, you kind of have to, otherwise you're not really going to put it out there. Um, but yeah, I just prayed about it hard and... I just had this this feeling in the back of my mind saying, go out, just try it one more time, try it one more time, try it one more time. So uh, I Googled publishers of Westerns and um, I found a list of about 19 and I just started emailing again because I thought I went the literary agent route last time and you know, for my self-esteem, I don't want to get shut down again. And also it's just, it takes a long time because they say we'll get back to you in eight weeks. And I didn't really want to wait that so I got hold of a, a few and unfortunately there were a few rejections saying no we don't want to republish something that's been published really and um, unfortunately we're out of business and this that and the other and I ended up contacting a company called Dusty Saddle Dusty Saddle Publishing then our DS Productions and they're, they're busy going through their transition there and just such an amazing response. Um, I've, I've been completely blown away by how good they were. So it's, it's been a big lesson for me um, in terms of contracting and actually signing with people who are going to deliver what they say they will. The good news here is that eventually everything came together. I mean, you're in a such different place now than you were you know, as you were going through these ups and downs. But I, I just know in my heart, Chris, that there are people out there listening to you right now that may still be in that dark place, just so that they know that there is someone that gets them, that understands what they are going through. Tell us about how you felt as you were going through this, this journey that you've been on. I have to confess, I did get obsessed about it. I was angry, depressed. Um, a lot of times I just felt like giving up. Uh, I lost my motivation to write. Um, but it's, it's amazing when that opportunity comes around, how it really inspires you. You just, you need somebody to, for want of a better term, just show you a little bit of love. It's, it really makes such a big difference. Um, 
I've gone from not writing at all and not being interested in writing a sequel. I mean, I'd put in probably 3,000 words over a couple of months because I was just writing a little bit here and then in case I felt like writing you know, and actually submitting it to this previous publisher. And then um, just from what Nick said and, and Bruce, um, the head at DSP, um, I had a chat with both of them and they've actually just reignited my love for writing. Mm-hmm. So now that you have gotten connected with the right people, which I agree with you 100% is so important, how are things different for you as a writer? Now, nowadays, because I'm still doing the, the financial planning, um, so to fit in my writing, I get up at four o'clock every morning and put in a good two and a half hours there um, before starting my day, which usually runs through from seven to about six minutes at night. And then sometimes I'll write again, again a bit more in the evening, but I'm enjoying it. I'm actually really enjoying it again. So uh, it was a rough six years, but all I can say is God's been good. It's, it's been fantastic because it's made me stronger. It's, um, it's made me love writing more. You appreciate, you, you only appreciate what you've got until it's gone. So to have this, I can't even call it a second chance. I guess we can call it a third chance is, is really cool. I want you to tell the audience when you expect your book to be available because you're still kind of going through this journey, but I know they're going to want to learn more. So when do you expect it to be available and how can they stay in contact with you so that when it's ready, they can get their copy? Good question. Um, the book's going through final editing now, so we're probably looking at mid-September, end of September for a launch. Um, I'm busy with the sequel as well. I'm sort of 9,000 words into that. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll have two books out there quite soon. And I'm active on all social media at the moment, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. So the, the easiest way to find me is to use the hashtag B-O-T-R. You have been through so much, 120 plus rejections, easily could have given up and thrown in the towel. And I just know that there is someone out there right now who is on the verge of giving up and they need to hear from someone like you who's been there that knows what it feels like. So before you go, what piece of advice can you share with the audience to encourage them to keep going? Um, where to begin? Uh, it doesn't, doesn't just happen. Um, it takes a, a while to develop that confidence. I was bullied as a kid. So eventually ended up making friends with those guys. I became the deputy head boy at my, my school and one of the guys was up there with me. So yeah, um, you, you kind of grow your situation and I think the, the main thing with your writing is you need to find and surround yourself with people that believe in you because you're always going to have doubts you're always going to wonder what if what if what if and even when you have those doubts um, just put even if it's 100 words 200 words 300 words put something down on paper because then you feel like you're achieving something. You're, you're going to be going through that goal the whole time. Um, and it's like going to the gym. You, you know, 
and just bench 100 kgs straight away. Uh, if you're like me, you're, you're quite unfit and you need to start off really low and build up into it. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think the, the key is um, don't think it's going to be easy. You will have self-doubts. I had lots of them. Um, you have to pray about and you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Don't look at... I need to put down a hundred thousand words. I need to put down or get this huge cover. I need to land a publisher. Just take each day as it comes. And passage in the Bible that's here, each day is sufficient unto itself. So look at just what you have to do for the day. If your goal is 300 words for the day, put those 300 words down. You'll feel good about it. Then the next day you put 300 words down. Then the day after that, 300. Maybe the following put 400 words a day. Then after a while, it becomes 500, 600. You, you start to develop a habit that actually becomes part of who you are and it just gets easier and easier. So it's, it is a process. It's not just something that happens straight away. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I can say I one thing that. to people. It's um, just keep trying. That's all there is to it. I've hit... If I'd hit uh, or said no after hitting the first hundred rejections, um, I wouldn't have a publisher. My book wouldn't be coming out. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to encourage and inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. In order to stay up to date on our episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you will be notified. And if this episode has been a blessing to you, do me a favor, rate and review. Until next time, God bless.